GP Insights, a health cert podcast. Practical advice for busy GPs on how to treat with confidence and grow their practice. Hello, everybody. It's Paul Elmsley, the founder and CEO of HealthCert. And I'd like to introduce you today to Matt Woolard. Matt's the COO of the National Skin Cancer Centres and also is a presenter in the HealthCert courses, specifically in Medicare billing. So welcome, Matt. Thank you, Paul. Thank you very much. So what we're focusing on today is, is giving the doctors the opportunity to understand the new changes being made to the Medicare schedule related to melanoma item numbers. And I'd love you if you could just walk us through what those changes are and then obviously what that would, uh, what the implications are for doctors that are obviously conducting these sorts of procedures. Yeah, well, as we all know, effective Tuesday, the 1st of November, Medicare will be making a, or have made now, a number of changes to the item numbers we use for billing melanoma and lesions suspicious of being melanoma. And essentially what's happened is they've added seven new item numbers, which is a 31377 through to 31383. And these are for the initial excision of clinically suspected melanomas. They've also made some amendments to the existing item numbers we use for treating melanoma, which is a 31371 through to a 31376. And probably to talk about the introduction of the first seven item numbers and what they've actually done here. You know, for many years now, we've treated, I suppose, what we would call an excisional biopsy of a pigmented lesion. So as we all know, a pigmented lesion, if it is suspicious of being a melanoma, you remove the lesion in toto. So you take the complete lesion out, which you do in nearly every case as an excision, even if you were to use a, a large punch biopsy tool, like an eight mil punch biopsy tool, remove the lesion and put a, a few sutures in there. You're essentially treating these pigmented lesions as excisions, whereas we would technically call them an excisional biopsy. So for the last few years, Medicare have allowed us to claim the Medicare item numbers on those excisional biopsies if the pathology comes back as malignant. And then when we did the wider margin, we would use the same item numbers again, 31371 through to 31376 for the wider excision. So by introducing these seven new item numbers, Medicare are requiring us now that when we do an excisional biopsy or a small excision of a pigmented lesion, that we find suspicious of being a melanoma, that we use these new item numbers, 31377 through to 31383. And you can actually charge these on the day because there's no requirement for them to be either positive or negative of malignancy. So they can be paid on the day or charged on the day. Okay, so obviously previously when a doctor was doing a suspicious melanoma excision, they would do the excision and then have to wait for the histopathology to come back before they could determine the billing. So the main change is the ability to be able to bill on the day for the uh, the excision, obviously, are clinically suspicious. So what do we need to then put in our patient notes so that that obviously complies with the obviously use of those item numbers? Well, there's no specific instruction yet from Medicare as to what we do need to include in our notes. But my recommendation would be to clearly document that, you know, your reason for removing this particular lesion 
is because it's suspected of being a melanoma and you're ruling out malignancy. Similar to what you would write in your notes if you were doing a punch biopsy of, of any lesion, now, you would be doing a punch biopsy for a clinical reason and you're doing the punch biopsy to rule out malignancy for X, Y, or Z. So again, just making sure that the reason for doing the lesion is documented as I would recommend uh, clinically suspected melanoma would be the term that I would ensure that you use in your clinical notes. Awesome. So obviously the, the major change is obviously for clinically suspicious excisions prior to definitive management. Then what happens when obviously the histo report comes back and it's either going to say, well, it wasn't obviously a melanoma. So from that position, is it just we were able to use these item numbers because obviously it was clinically suspicious, but irrespective of whatever the histopathology result is, that billing would stay in place. Yep. Um, is that basically how to be treated? That's how it's treated, Paul. Yeah. What is the big grey area for me and what I think a lot of doctors that I've spoken to don't quite yet understand is the second excision. So, you know, we're very clear now that we use these seven new item numbers for doing the initial procedure. No longer are we using the melanoma item numbers for those. But now the patient's come back, it's malignant, and we're going to do a wider margin. And the intent is to, say, take a, a 10 mil margin around this lesion. What do you bill? Now, previously, or more in question, we know what to bill. We know which item numbers to bill. We're still billing those melanoma item numbers. But what is the defect size? Now, previously, you know, if, if we remove a 3 mil pigmented lesion with a 1 mil margin, we would have had a 5 mil defect. So that would have been the defect size for the first item number. Now we're doing the procedure the second time. Are we excluding that original 5 mil defect from the size of the second lesion? Now, and the reason why I think this is not clear is that when they modify the item numbers 31371 to 31376, which are our melanoma item numbers, Medicare have added the term including excision of the primary tumor bed to the descriptor. And they haven't yet really explained what that term means. And from my knowledge and understanding is that term's never appeared in any other descriptor or any other item number. There's no real definition as to what that means. So we don't know yet whether that means that when you do your second excision, that you can include that original five mil defect that was originally removed. So let's say that you're, you, you are allowed to use it. Your re-excision of this lesion, the wider margin, the defect size could be the original five millimeters that you've already removed, plus the 10 millimeters on each side for your margin, which gives you a 30 millimeter defect. Maybe, we don't know yet. That's the question that's unanswered by Medicare. I've asked the question along, along with a lot of other doctors that I've known. And I suppose over the next couple of weeks, we'll get our head around that and have a better understanding. Awesome. And any other, you know, I suppose, hints, tips, or things that, you know, wanting to share with doctors with relation well, to these changes? A list as long as my arms, I suppose, when it comes to, you know, what I see going on in our practices, definitely a big focus or a big, big, not I would say a focus, but a, you know, I've seen doctors become a lot more aware recently of how long their actual consults go for. You know, many, many years ago, the difference between a, an item 23 and an item 36 was complexity. You know, 36s, to bill a 36, you know, you were dealing with more complex situations. Now that the rule is very clear that the difference between an item 23 and an item 36 is simply time. 
One is greater than 20 minutes being an item 36 and one is less than 20 minutes being an item 23. So I, I do see a lot more doctors, you know, being very well aware of, am I spending 15 minutes with the patient or am I spending, spending 22 minutes with the patient? And if you spend 22 minutes with the patient, you then technically need to charge an item 36 for that consult. That's probably been the, the biggest focus we've had lately on item numbers and billing the correct item numbers. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you very much, Matt. And I'm sure that as we go forward and discover once it's practically applied, the use of obviously these changes, if there's anything else that we need to share with the audience, we definitely do so. So I thank you very much for your time today and letting us know what those are. And I'm sure we'll once again be uh, happy to post once again, those particular item numbers uh, and the changes and the definitions, as well as a resource for you all uh, as part of the blog here at HealthCert. So thank you very much for your time today, Matt. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, please subscribe so you can get updates whenever we post more. And please share it with others. And for more info, please go to healthcert.com.